Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the first ever Mentor Podcast. Uh, it is awesome to be with you guys. I know I've been talking with a lot of you on Twitter over the past year um, for that 2018-2019 season where we did win a lot of leagues. And I'm back for the new season to help you guys uh, win your leagues again. Uh, I am going to start doing a podcast, uh, which is, you're listening to it, my first ever podcast. Uh, I'm hoping I can put out a lot of these each week to help you with your waiver wire pickups, your trades, your... Uh, you know what I'm talking about, the whole, the whole kit and caboodle, if you will. What we're going to do today, guys, is we're going to do a half PPR 10-man Yahoo Cash League. Now, I wanted to make sure it was a cash league mock draft so you know that other people are drafting serious. I know that some of those mock drafts can get a little, um, you know, auto-drafty, body. And now you've got people that are picking things that they shouldn't be picking, and it's not realistic. So this is going to be extremely realistic for you guys today. All right, so let's go ahead and get right into this. I have the 10th pick, so I'm going to have the first pick in the second round. Um, once again, this is half PPR, so the guys picked right before me were James Conner, Devontae Adams, Nick Chubb, and I do have the 10th pick. Now, at this point, I could go with either Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley, Julio Jones, Dalvin Cook. That's who I would be looking at personally right now with the 10th and 11th pick. Um, since this is a half PPR, there's just one flex, uh, I'm going to go ahead and load up on some monster running backs from the beginning. And while I don't think Le'Veon's going to have the crazy season that everyone's thinking he could have because of past seasons, I do think he's a worthy pick um, at the end of a 10-man. So what I've gone ahead and done, and I've picked uh, Le'Veon Bell, and I've picked Todd Gurley. Now, a lot of you guys are going to go, wow, why are we picking Todd Gurley? Now, the thing about Todd Gurley is, yes, he did have some injuries last season. But in training camp, they're saying he's fully healthy now. There's no problems. But they are going to limit his workload. But that's why we didn't get him in the first round. That's why we got him here at the beginning of the second round, right? So um, I have taken Bell and Gurley. Um... I could have gotten Julio Jones. I love him this season. Same with OBJ. And honestly, same with Dalvin Cook. But in this particular draft, um, Le'Veon uh, is going to have that more healthy upside that Gurley and Cook don't. And I just like Gurley a little bit more than Cook just because of the offense, his offensive line, and Sean McVay and his system. So even if he does get only 70% of the snaps, that's still going to be a... RB1 easily at the end of the season if he can stay healthy. And I'm hoping that he can stay healthy based on that lessened workload that they're going to put on him. So right after that, Julio goes, Odell goes, and Kelsey goes, and Cook goes. So literally the guys I was talking about were the next people that went. At that point, I'm going to be drafting at the end of the third round and at the beginning of the fourth round. So, it comes back around to me, and if you guys have been following on Twitter, the underscore FF underscore mentor, 
you would know that I'm huge on Stefan Diggs this season. I think Stefan Diggs is going to be a top 10 wide receiver, more like a top 8 wide receiver. Thielen will do a good job, but the thing is, is what Thielen does is he takes away the double coverage from Diggs, and Diggs is just the more athletic, better pedigreed receiver. So I see him really breaking out this season. And I say breaking out, but it's not really a breakout whenever he's had a lot of good seasons, but we're about to see a huge season this season. He's going to be that wide receiver one that everyone drafted as a wide receiver two. So with the other pick, I've gone ahead and selected Leonard Fournette. Now my choices there were Zach Ertz, Derrick Henry, Patrick Mahomes, Carrion Johnson, Devontae Freeman, Josh Jacobs. I mean, you know, those were the guys that were taken right after I took um, Diggs and Fournette. Um, that's an easy. That's an easy one for me. I'm really not interested in any of those guys ahead of Fournette or Diggs. So to pl- so to explain the Fournette thing, I'm big on Fournette again this season. I was pretty big on him last season too. And I think it comes down to he's a workhorse running back. At the end of the day, there's not many of those guys in the league. And the Jaguars present him with a lot of opportunity. There's literally no one in the backfield with him this season. It's insane. Um, And they picked him so high. I mean, they picked him as a top five pick. They're going to get their usage out of him during this rookie season. So he's going to be a workhorse this season. He just needs to stay healthy. I think we all know that's always been an issue with Leonard Fournette. And I hope that he can stay healthy because he can definitely win some people some leagues this season. So at that point, uh, I have Le'Veon Bell, I have Todd Gurley, and I have Leonard Fournette, and I have Diggs. So that's four of my starting spots already taken in this 10-man half PPR league. So at that point, we're going to wait another 20 picks. You know how it is when you're at the end of the rounds. And just to say, you guys, I actually love being at the end of the rounds in 10 teams. Like, I love it. I, I, I honestly like it in 12 teams, but I really love it in 10 teams. You can really, like, staple down who you want Um, And you always get the guys you want, too. You're never, like, disappointed. It's actually really nice. (laughs) So you can, like, kick back, have a beer. You're not stressing in the middle of the round. I actually prefer it a lot more, to be honest with you. Okay. So uh, here we are at the end of round five. Um, Aaron Rodgers, that's who I chose here. Aaron Rodgers has been going in the fifth or sixth rounds. I'm huge on Aaron Rodgers Rodgers this year. Now, mind you, this is a 1QB league. I'm stepping out on a ledge, if you will, um, about this pick in a sense because you don't need to take quarterbacks this early. But in a 10-team, and I've stressed this over Twitter multiple times, taking a quarterback in a 10-team um, in the first, you know, six, seven rounds, like Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers, you can get away with it and still win championships. You go to a 12-team, um, and you really shouldn't be taking the quarterbacks that early. I just don't believe in that at all. But I have taken Aaron Rodgers here, and I actually took O.J. Howard. Um, as far as Aaron Rodgers, I think he's going to be the second-best quarterback in fantasy this year. He could be the first with Patrick Mahomes. He's just an amazing player. Uh, I've watched him his whole career. I think we all know he's got the best arm in the NFL still. He can still sling it around. 
elite quarterback. So uh, I did go ahead and get him here with O.J. Howard. Um, O.J. Howard, I, I don't know if you guys know about O.J. Howard. O.J. Howard is 6'6", 270. O.J. Howard is a little bit smaller than LeBron James running around out there at tight end. He's an athletic freak. They're going to get him involved in that offense. Um, Bruce Bruce Arias is definitely going to get him involved in that more in that offense more this season, and um, you're going to see him as one of Jameis's favorite um, targets. And Jameis is a favorite of mine too this season. I'm sure you know if you follow me on Twitter, you've seen that also. All right, guys and girls. So here we are at the um, end of the sixth round after taking O.J. Howard and Aaron Rodgers at the end of the fifth and the beginning of the sixth. At the end of the seventh round, uh, I have gone ahead and taken Robbie Anderson along with Dante Pettis. Now, Calvin Ridley got and Tyler Lockett actually got picked right before Robbie Anderson, and I picked Dante Pettis. Uh, I am big on both Robbie Anderson and Dante Pettis this season. I'm really big on him. Um, I may have picked Ridley, honestly, and one of them, if he had fell, I would have 100% taken Lockett. That's actually an amazing value right there to get him in round seven. Um, he could easily end up being a wide receiver one this season, no doubt in my mind. There's not a lot of competition there. DJ Met or DK Metcalf just went down. I mean, there's just there's a lot of um, balls that are going to be thrown Lockett's way this season. So, all right. So once again, um, the only wide receiver I have at that point is Diggs. So I went ahead and I took Robbie Anderson, who I feel like his upside is insane, and that's really what you want right there um, with one of those picks. Um, is that wide receiver two you're going to have. I already have all my spots filled up. This is my last starting spot. I think having Robbie Anderson there and Dante Pettis um, and playing the matchups, um, using them when they're going to be playing bad cornerbacks, bad defenses, where they're going to have good matchups, and I can just um, kind of throw um, either of them in and out of that uh, wide receiver two position. Uh, Dante Pettis is going to be the wide receiver one there. I think a lot of people have been scared off uh, by this preseason, and there's really no reason to be scared off at all. You should not be scared off. Dante Pettis showed that when he plays, he is the best receiver on the 49ers. That's that's easy. That's easy. I All this Debo Samuel sounds great. Um, I don't think the 49ers are going to be that good this season, so it's hard to believe that there's going to be enough balls and just fantasy points to go around in that offense. I think Tevin Coleman's a good value, Breed is a good value, and Dante Pettis is a good value from that offense. Oh, and of course, of course, I mean, Jesus Christ, I'm forgetting about Kittle. Like, come on. Easily number two in my book this season. A little bit ahead of Ertz. So, I went ahead and got with those two guys there. I do like Pettis a lot this season. I think he's an excellent route runner um, and just an excellent receiver altogether. I wouldn't believe all this preseason hype bullshit that goes around because honestly it's it's not worth it. it honestly what it's doing is it's lowering his adp and it's just allowing me in these later drafts that i'm doing now to get him later which which is amazing 
I think I did this particular draft like a couple, like a week ago or a week, uh, like 10 days ago. So his ADP was a little bit higher at that time. Uh, ADP means average draft position, just in case anyone's out there going, what the hell does that mean? Um, it does mean average draft position. So, all right, so here I am at the end of the uh, ninth round, the 90th pick in the draft. Remember, once again, 10-man half PPR. And what I've gone ahead and done right here is I've gone ahead and I've gotten Latavius Murray from the Saints. I think he's going to have a great season. I think it's crazy for anyone to assume that Kamara is just going to get 300 carries. He's not that type of back, and they do not want him hurt. The Saints have a good chance to win the Super Bowl, and they have their last seasons with with Drew Brees. I don't know if this is his last season, but it's definitely one of his last hurrahs, if you will. So that's really not going to be um, smart for them to try to kill uh, Kamara, especially whenever they sign Latavius Murray for a reason. He's going to be that Mark Ingram back, um, and he's a big boy. I mean, anyone who's ever watched Latavius Murray run, he can run. So that's a really good pickup for them, and he's going to have a good season, no, no doubt in my mind. Um, for, you know, for being a backup running back, but we are talking about the Saints. Um, that's a great pick right there to me. Um, I could have picked people like Austin Eckler, not, not a huge fan, especially non-PPR or half PPR. I'd rather have Justin Jackson, um, but I'll get into that, uh, later. And then people like Darius Geis, I could have gotten Geis. Geis scares me a little bit. Like, I like him if I can get him in, at a good round and where I feel comfortable, but this is just not it right here. This is not it. I'd much rather have Latavius Murray this season. So the other pick I put, I did right there was Christian Kirk. Now, I think it's obvious that I needed to go with another wide receiver right here. While Robbie Anderson and Dante Pettis, great players, I think they're going to have great seasons, there is some chance of, you know, not so great season happening. Um, there. So I, I'd like to get a little bit more protection there uh, just in case. So I did go ahead and get Christian Kirk uh, from the Cardinals. Uh, Christian Kirk is going to have an amazing season. He is. Um, he's a guy that really kind of showed what he could do last season, um, uh, especially towards the end of it. And now he has Kyler Murray. He has a different offensive coordinator um, and Cliff Kingsbury. And um, they're going to be an offense to watch out for. I'm not going to say they're going to be a playoff team by any means because I don't think they're going to be, but they could be an exciting team to watch. Um, there's no doubt about that. We all know how exciting Kyler Murray is, and Christian Kirk is a speedy, athletic um, receiver that is going to become his favorite um, guy. I do think Fitzgerald has some value, but um, I'd rather have Kirk um, just for the upside. Now, in the back of the 11th round, wow, ooh, eesh. <laughs> so um, I did pick Sterling Shepard and Jordan Howard. I don't know how Jordan Howard was still there at that point. He should have been picked probably a little bit higher, so I had to go with him there. The value was just too good. But what, what, why I made the yeah, ugh, was that right before Stir, right, right before my pick, they picked Curtis Samuel. And I love Curtis Samuel this season. And I can remember doing this draft and being like, oh my God, I hope Curtis Samuel falls back around. Because at the time, once again, this was like 10, 10 days ago, his ADP was not this high. So 
that's unfortunate. But I do like Sterling Shepard. He's going to be the number one at the Giants. Um, he's pretty much guaranteed targets over there. Um, he just needs to stay healthy. He just had like a, a finger issue, but um, I'm pretty sure he's already back in preseason. Um, uh, so, And then Jordan Howard, he just has a lot of goal line upside. I don't like him too much as a running back. I don't think he's that great, but he can pound the middle. He's definitely going to score some touchdowns. There's there's no doubt about that. Um, if he does for some reason like do well in the beginning of the season, I could see myself trading him and maybe getting someone else. End of round 13, we're coming to the end of the draft. Uh, at the time, there was Ronald Jones Jr. Good night. That's a pretty good pick right there. Um, Ronald Jones, he has Peyton Barber in front of him. And anyone who's ever watched the Buccaneers play knows that Peyton, Peyton Barber is just not a very talented player. He's, he's just not. Um, he's a solid player. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes, things like that. But that's really not the guy that you want in the later rounds. You want some upside. And Ronald Jones is that upside. Um, if he shows that he knows the offense, can get his, you know, get up to that five yards a carry, which he should be able to. He's that type of athletic back, um, and he always has been. So he just had a really disappointing last season. He was hurt. He just, I, I don't think he knew the offense very well. He's had that that whole offseason to figure that out, and I think he he will figure it out. Now, you may have to wait till the fifth week or the sixth week, um, but that's the kind of pick you want here. Now, my other one, ooh, that's my boy right here. This is who you should all be getting, and he's going way earlier than round 14 now, is Justin Jackson. You need Justin Jackson in your life because I'm going to explain something really quick here about the Melvin Gordon situation. Melvin Gordon is getting paid $5 million a year on a fifth-year option this season. This man has put in four years for the Chargers. He's put in four years for the Chargers. And they are going to want to pay him $5 million for his fifth year. He's going to be 27, almost 28 years old after this season, guys. Um, Melvin Gordon is sitting out. Like, I, I just, I, they have Justin Jackson, who's a great all-around back. They have Eckler, who's a great pass back. They really don't need Melvin Gordon. And I don't think they're going to pay him. So Justin Jackson is a must-have. He's a must-have for all teams. You need him. You want him. Go get him. That pretty much is the end of the draft. Um, I did get Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I think that's a good pick at the end of drafts. Also, or Geronimo Allison. It's kind of hard to differentiate the two right now. I feel like MVS has more... PPR upside, right? And Allison is more of that big play guy. Um, but at the same time, MVS is big and he's a big body. Uh, so he can catch a lot of end zone touchdowns. So I'm really, I'm, I, I like both of those guys. I think it's good to get a share of some part of that Packers wide receiving core. If, of course, you can't have Devontae Adams, who goes in the first round of every draft and is actually my number one receiver this year. So. That does wrap it up. Okay, so what that roster ended up looking like was actually a little bit different um, than how I drafted because literally right after I drafted that team, which was Rodgers, Diggs, um, Robbie Anderson, uh, Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley, O.J. Howard, and Leonard Fournette, I get into trade talks 
boy, these people love their trades. I get into trade talks with one of the other Yahoo owners um, right after, and he is obsessed with Gurley. Now, I am big on Devonta Freeman this season. There's no one there to take away carries from Devonte Freeman. Are they going to give him some huge load? No, because he's had some a little bit he's had a little bit of injury history. And when I say that, he has not been injured that much other than last season. In the season I think a little bit before that. Before that, he never missed a game. So, I think Devonte Freeman is going to have a huge huge bounce back season. So, Mr. Guy that wants girly, and he wants him bad. And I think whenever anyone wants girly, they usually want him bad, um, just because of he was such a monster last season, right? So, and I'm honestly a fan of girly too. So what I did was he offered me for girly. Um, I think he was trying to give me um, Devonta Freeman and Mike Evans um, for Gurley. And if you think about it, I have Robbie Anderson at my wide receiver too. And while I have, uh, while I love Robbie Anderson, I love Pettis. I love, um, you know, Sterling Shepard, and I could use any of those guys at a wide receiver too. He offers me Mike Evans. Now that's an upgrade. So now I've got a, up a huge upgrade at that wide receiver too. And um, I've got Devonta Freeman, who I love. So now I've still got Bell, Freeman, and Fournette, um, who will all do a great job. I'm, you know, I'm a fan of all of them this season, some higher than others. Um, but Bell is still, while I don't love him, he's going to get that workload um, that I need. But since I am the mentor, I'm just kidding. Um, since I just wanted to try to get as much value out of Gurley as possible, since I do know what he can be, I traded him. And what I ended up getting was I his other wide receiver was Michael Thomas. So, being the, you know, gambler that I am, I said, hey, let's, let's try Freeman and Michael Thomas for Gurley. What about that? That was accepted, ladies and gentlemen. So, my final roster on this team, my starting lineup plus bench players, is Aaron Rodgers, Diggs, Michael Thomas, Le'Veon Bell, Devontae Freeman, O.J. Howard, and Leonard Fournette. Now, I do have Robbie Anderson, Dante Pettis, Christian Kirk, Sterling Shepard, Jordan Howard, um, Ron, Ronald Jones, and Justin Jackson. And I actually picked up Balage a little bit, I guess, like a couple days ago or a week ago or something. I actually drafted no kicker or defense in this league. Um, there's just too much going on right now in general, like in the landscape of preseason football, that you don't need those right now. Get, get guys that um, are you know, on the fence of becoming that starter or becoming to, are going to get that workload if people get injured or you need to get those guys on your roster. Kickers and defenses don't matter right now. Like people don't understand how much they don't matter right now. Like go, go out there, get your guys that could explode because those could become either big players for you or they could become trading chips later on. Okay. So this mock draft was a lot of fun, guys. 
Um, I hope you like my first podcast ever. Um, I'm going to be doing a lot more of them, so uh, I, I hope you like my voice. I know a lot of you have never heard it, so <laughs> I'm not sure exactly how that's going to go over. Um, it sounds nice to me. Um, so yeah, uh, this was really fun to do. Uh, I'm going to be doing a lot more of them, so you guys can kind of see what a mock is like, or sorry, what a draft is like from different spots. Um, next time I'll try to do a 12-team um, so we make sure we get into some harder picks, um, some deeper picks, things like that. So once again, guys, make sure you like this, uh, the uh, cast, and uh, give it a review. And um, follow me on Twitter, the underscore FF underscore mentor. I've got, what am I up to now? About 2,400 followers. Not too bad for only being around for a year. And um, I, I, hope I've heard, I've, I hope I've helped at least 2,000 of those people win their leagues. That's probably a little bit um, exaggerated, <laughs> but uh, I can only hope. But uh, you guys have a uh, great uh, Tuesday. I recorded this on a Monday, and um, you guys have a great rest of your week too. Thanks.